production needs to be powered by the clean and renewable energy. If the system for that doesn't exist, we have to build it. Welcome to We Are The Free's Perspectives. We have a lot of responsibility. We reach thousands and millions of people through the projects that we're doing. We are a creative agency maximizing the positive impact on businesses, society and our planet. So if you currently look at all communication marketing campaigns, it's not always representing society. Radical change needs to happen now, otherwise brands and companies are going to get left behind. You know, if you're a marketing manager, if you're in a senior position, you're an opportunity maker. So how can you redistribute those opportunities in an interesting way? Every week, founder Mitchell talks to visionaries and change makers who are shaking up the status quo. We create content for every living soul on this planet. Get ready to be launched into a new perspective. Quick fire question round. Jeans or denim jacket? Denim jacket. What or who is your ultimate creative design inspiration? Nature. <laughs> wow, I like it. What's your favorite fashion brand? I don't have one. What is your biggest strength? Adaptability. And what's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank you very much for being here, Adriana. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Well, my name is Adriana Galiasevic. I am a denim sustainability and circularity expert in the fashion industry. How did you get to where you are now? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's been a long journey. I guess it all started um, when I was very little. I was fascinated with um, handicrafts and touching textiles. And uh, I remember when I was six years old, I would, um, you know, spend endless hours cutting paper dolls and uh, playing with different materials, going mm -hmm. to my parents' closet, trying to fit the clothes to myself. Yeah. So from an early age, I had this affinity and also, you know, looking through the fashion magazines and mm -hmm. uh, watching fashion shows. That, that was something that I remember as a kid that was um, mesmerizing to me. So um, as a teenager, I grew up in a war-torn uh, ex-Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. um, I found refuge in drawing clothing and looking through the art history books. And that's mm -hmm. when I kind of had this dream of becoming a fashion designer. It was yeah. completely apparent, clear to me at that time. Um, and um, after the war, my family was uh, fortunate enough to emigrate to the United States. Mm -hmm. And that's where I pursued my uh, passion and um, my dream through mm -hmm. uh, both uh, through the education, my personal life, as well as my profession. After finishing my studies in uh, art history mm -hmm. and fashion design, in early 2000s, I was working with lots of uh, premium denim brands and as well as um, uh, celebrity clothing lines mm -hmm. that I was designing. And um, that's when I became fascinated with denim. But I think the biggest turning point in my life was uh, in 2005 when I read the book uh, Cradle to Cradle, Remaking the Way That We Make Things, mm -hmm. which was written by a chemist, uh, Michael Bronkart, and an architect, William McDonough. This book has really left an, a lifelong impression on me and has shaped my career ever since. Not only career, but my personal life as well. So, mm -hmm. so that's how I got to where I am, in a way. Wow, it's been a, it's been a journey yeah. to say, how were your teenage years? I mean, I, I, I didn't grow up in a war, in a place where there was war. And, and 
that well, must I'm, have impacted your life so much. Yes, of course it has, but it also has taught me how to cope with difficult situations and also how to appreciate uh, the freedoms and things when you have in, in a daily life that mm -hmm. is normal. <laughs> So I guess that also helps with COVID nowadays. You know, when you go through one crisis, you kind of also know mm -hmm. um, how to deal with other uh, crises. It's like you're very aware of the environment you are in. Yeah. And, and all the good things that are in the environment that we are in at the moment, actually, by even with being in such a big crisis as the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you have to see, you know, you have to find a creative way of uh, finding an outlet where, you know, you can... Uh, find a way to do something better either about yourself mm -hmm. or about um, causes that are around you. I mean, I, during the wartime, I found refuge in like drawing and looking at the heart history books, you know, it was my mm -hmm. escape. So, uh, yeah, I guess now in COVID, uh, I find refuge in still looking at the art, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. reading a lot. Um, what, ki what kind of art were you looking at? I mean, like now on the internet, you go, you can go visit the galleries and the virtual museums. So it's 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 uh, uh, like that, and also revisiting old books. So it's it's in a way it it seems escapist, but it actually mm -hmm. starts to inspire you to think yeah. of your new dreams yeah. and like envision the future, mm -hmm. how, how you want it to be. If if it cannot be at this mm -hmm. moment, but you know, nothing lasts forever. So I think. It's so beautiful how how it starts with escaping reality, turns into creating dreams for the future. Yeah, I don't know that I that seems to work for me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I'm still very grounded, and uh, mm -hmm. it's not that I'm escaping reality. In, in, in a, uh, but uh, but you know, just kind of shifting your focus. Yeah, tuning out the noise. I mm -hmm. think that's that's something that's very important. Beautiful. Thank you. You started talking about the cradle to cradle philosophy. Can you tell us a little bit what it's about? Well, cradle to cradle uh, philosophy, it is inspired by nature. In nature, there is no concept of waste. So everything becomes either food for another organism or another system, and all the materials are reutilized in a safe way. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like the biggest inspiration for the nature. Um, to implement this philosophy, uh, there's a cradle-to-cradle -cradle certification standard, which is uh, powered by the Cradle-to-Cradle -cradle Products Innovation Institute. Mm -hmm. And this is the only standard uh, in the world designed for the circular product economy. And it's the most rigorous because it really has a holistic approach. It looks at product design from five different perspectives. So one is the material health, uh, social mm -hmm. fairness, another one, water stewardship, um, material utilization or circular economy, and use of renewable energies. And I, the ultimate goal of the cradle to cradle philosophy is to actually create a positive impact. That's so uh, so interesting. But where they, does your love for denim come from then? I mean, I became fascinated with denim on, on, on three different levels. Um, one is that it's like, it's full of paradoxes. You know, it's like, it's mass produced, yet it's hand touched. It's universal, yet mm -hmm. it's unique in terms of like, if I bear, if you and I buy a pair of same, of, uh, same pair of jeans, yeah. you wear yours and I wear mine and we compare them, uh, uh, you know, a year after, mm -hmm. you will have your own habits and patterns. Yeah. Uh, and I will have my own on it. So, um, so this is that one aspect. Another aspect is that denim industry and just denim in general merges, uh, you know, creativity, science, engineering, and technology. And these are all 
um, disciplines that I'm very fond of. Um, in addition to that, it's also very detail-oriented. I mean, there are so many possibilities. So it's really a source of endless possibilities. Um, you can completely get lost in the detail. And the third aspect that's very important to me is that, I mean, that resonates that resonated with me the most mm -hmm. is that just like music, uh, art, and even sports, denim fabric has this magic ability to uh, inspire and unite people. Like it, it transcends all ages, uh, all genders, mm -hmm. all socio-economical backgrounds, all ethnicities. I think this uh, all-inclusiveness yeah. and celebrating the diversity through unity uh, resonates very uh, deeply with me because uh, of my experience in the mm -hmm. teen years where when I grew up in the country that was uh, ethnically divided. Yeah. What do you see as the greatest opportunity for driving forward the cradle-to-cradle -cradle principles? Cradle-to-cradle -cradle philosophy and the principles are about designing for the new use. So even though that framework is very strict, mm -hmm. I see it more as an avenue of innovation and uh, systemic change. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you look at the world today, um, all the waste problem that we have today is there because we never designed with an intent to reuse something. And in the cradle-to-cradle -cradle world, when you are designing something by looking at the material health, you have to ensure that all the inputs are clean. And to ensure that, you have to have like super high level of transparency amongst your supply chain. Mm -hmm. So it's not only that you are not lo you're looking like not what's not there. Mm -hmm. uh, you're looking at all the things that are within your product on molecular level. So mm -hmm. all the substances are analyzed and everything is also analyzed in terms of how it interacts with each other. Mm -hmm. So that way you can see if, there, if there's any uh, risk for people and the environment also in those interactions. And so in that sense, material health like really just, you know, requires a strong collaboration and transparency and also innovation. Because if something is not good, if mm -hmm. something is... It becomes a toxin. You yeah. have to substitute it. Mm -hmm. So then you're automatically pulled into uh, innovation part of it. So that's one part. With, for example, with the material health, and then um, you know the water stewardship is about treating water as a pressure, precious uh, resource. So all the output has to be as clean or cleaner than all the input. Mm -hmm. So this also requires, you know, working with the supply chain and setting up the water treatment systems that are, can enable that. Um, when you look at the social fairness, it's all about, you know, celebrating the diversity between the human and natural resources and like creating the supporting systems that will, you know, support the further flourishment of of the people in nature. So not only mm -hmm. on a, a brand level, but also on uh, the entire supply chain level. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, renewable energies, like all the production needs to be powered by the clean and renewable energy. If the system for that doesn't exist, we have to build it. And of course, in terms of um, uh, material reutilization or the circular economy, you are really have to you have to install uh, systems that will enable the circularity. So that means working on infrastructure as well as on new business models that will enable the circulation of the materials so that we as a system can work as nature. 
So cradle-to-cradle principles to me can help us, you know, transcend to the new industrial revolution, Mm -hmm. which is where key principle is uh, circularity. Only by having the right tools, Mm -hmm. uh, we can create the products of the future. And this is all needed. Otherwise, there won't be a future for future generations. Exactly. So, so that's why it's very important, you know, to see this not this bunch of strict rules, Mm -hmm. but it's actually enabler of a new design and uh, moving forward. Can you talk a little bit more about your role in collaboration and education and system thinking? Yeah, I, I guess in addition to like action research, collaboration, systems thinking, uh, education, and sharing have been the common thread when it comes to innovation at scale. Like just going through my career over the last 15 years, working in the realm of sustainability mm-hmm. and circularity, that's that's what I, I noticed. And um, I mean, you know, in 2008, inspired by my passion for denim, and because there was no education regarding denim, I started up the Denim Institute. So uh, its mission was to celebrate the past, which is the historical and anthropological research on denim, uh, to confront the present, meaning uh, looking at uh, current ways of production and the impact in the denim industry, and then to open doors to the future uh, through collaboration and education in you know promoting the responsible practices in denim industry. So some of these ideas uh, were adopted by the House of Denim mm-hmm. and uh, Denim City, that is of course now in Amsterdam, and together with like the co-founders. Um, the local government uh, and also local denim community as well as global denim community, you know, there has been a beautiful, beautiful collaboration and also not only in terms of um, education, but also in putting Amsterdam on a map as a denim capital. So that's one part, you know, how you can see that all those aspects of um, system thinking, uh, collaboration, education, and, and sharing mm-hmm. uh, can make a difference. In 2011, I was hired by G-Star to design the Rose Sustainable line as well as the women's denim. So from there, my role has evolved to become of interdepartmental nature, where mm-hmm. I work together with uh, design, product development, uh, merchandising, as well as a sustainability department uh, to implement, you know, the goals, as well as to introduce the circular and sustainable innovations into the collections. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there again, you know, collaboration and education was key to getting things done and to achieving the goals. On the supplier level, like working with the suppliers, you know, Without those elements, we would never be able to pioneer all the amazing things we have done together. You know, you know, from um, you know having nettle in a denim to uh, creating dyes that are made from upcycled textile and plant waste, or to you know creating the regenerative uh, indigo. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, the dye waste, where dye waste becomes the fertilizer for the farms. In terms of the cradle-to-cradle world, we brought cradle-to-cradle into the denim industry together um, by introducing the world's first cradle-to-cradle denim fabric um, and then creating this cradle-to-cradle design toolbox 
so where all the like elements have been certified and, mm-hmm. and at at the, at the um, gold material health level, so that enabled us to actually create fully certified denim as well as t-shirt products. Um, so this all went through you know collaboration yep. and uh, thinking in a system systematic way. Yeah. And on the industry level, even um, the beautiful thing. Uh, is that, you know, when um, we launched the world's first uh, cradle cradle denim fabric mm-hmm. at gold level, we actually thought, okay, as a brand alone, we cannot change the entire, in, uh, entire industry. Mm-hmm. So let's share all of our findings with, with the rest. So we actually made the uh, fabric open source. Mm-hmm. So this allowed other brands to use the fabric as well as other mills that are outside of the our network even mm-hmm. to use the um, this clean indigo technology mm-hmm. and improve the practices in their own realms. So you know this idea of sharing wow. is also super super important. Mm-hmm. So this it all it all comes together. You know the collaboration, uh, the education, the uh, action research, sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's all needed in order wow. to propel. Uh, innovation at scale. Yeah. So after uh, nearly a decade of working with G-Star and having uh, successfully implemented the sustainability and circularity into the you know raw material sourcing, uh, design and product development, and also within our uh, supply chain, um, it's now uh, I felt like it was time for me to do mm-hmm. uh, something else. Um, so I have created a co-circular lab as a, a tradition in, in this transition mm-hmm. as a platform where I can continue working on the uh, circular product innovation. So the mission is to show the possibilities and uh, scale the circular economy practices. So even after you left your full-time job, you're still sharing all the knowledge and, and trying to keep improving and, and sharing it with the rest of the world. Yes, and also trying to help other uh, people who want to be on the same page uh, um, to implement the solutions that are already out there and also to innovate for the new ones so we can all move forward together. Wow. I think think this idea of, you know, the action research, collaboration, systemic uh, thinking Mm -hmm. and sharing is not only... um, key to the circularity in fashion industry, it's actually applicable to all other industries. Mm-hmm. We've been really talking about the industry itself a lot. Yeah. As a customer, how can we uh, contribute to the systemic change? I mean, me as a designer, I have a responsibility to uh, design products that are respecting people and the planet. Mm-hmm. And um, as uh, somebody who's buying or uh, looking and purchasing a product, there's also a certain level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You do have a choice to choose a responsibly designed product. So uh, as somebody who, who's purchasing a product, you, you have to do the, uh, your due diligence uh, to get informed. And once the product is in your hand, you have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And then once you get want to get rid of it, you have to part from it in a, in a responsible way. So to what does this all mean? It means that, um, you know, when you're purchasing a product, like ask about what the brand practices are, you know, how do they take of their social and environmental, um, uh, take care of their social and environmental uh, footprint? Mm-hmm. You know, before you buy the product, ask yourself, do I really need this in the first place? You know, like, 
maybe I have too many things. Mm -hmm. And then if you say, yes, I really need it, then ask what is in this product? Like what materials is it made of? In addition to that, like how is it made and where is it made? When you know all this information, you can make a better purchasing decision. And once the product is in your hand, you can, uh, you really also have an impact in terms of how you wash it, mm -hmm. how you uh, dry your garment, what detergent you use. If you are confused with like, I don't know how to care for my garments, there's mm -hmm. a really cool website and very easy uh, to remember. It's called clevercare.info. So there you can find all the information on how to care for your garments. What can marketing teams do to communicate better to their clients? I guess uh, they have to be informed better. <laughs> I mean, in my experience, you know, working with G-Star, th this idea of ed internal education, mm -hmm. um, I worked really closely with a marketing team into uh, explaining all the technical and aspects of the um, sustainable and uh, circular product innovations. Mm -hmm. And we even pushed it further where we would actually create educational sessions for the influencers as well as for journalists regarding wow. these um, innovations. So I think, you know, marketing, just like a designer had to be re-educated, cust customers need to be re-educated. Mm -hmm. Marketing also needs to be re-educated, you know, ask the questions and, and, and really understand uh, what they're talking about. Wow. So for a marketer, they just need to get, gain the knowledge. Exactly. Fire education and exactly. work together, collaborate yeah. again. I mean, like all the knowledge is in-house. Yep. Whatever your marketing is, all your knowledge is in-house. Mm -hmm. Go through the different departments, ask questions and have an understanding. That way you can make a compelling story so we don't have to worry about greenwashing. What is uh, something you are most proud of during your journey? I think relationships that I have formed with all the people and... Um, things that we have uh, done together, because when you're working on something that's never been done before, there's a really high chance of failure, mm -hmm. you know? But at the same time, there is no chance of failure because there's nothing to compare yourself to. So this, this idea of like far forming relationships and having such an incredible learning journey on, on so many different levels, I, I think that's something that I'm most proud of and that's something that gives me the most energy. Mm -hmm. And also seeing the change and seeing the results, mm -hmm. it really like energizes me to go yeah. forward. I can feel that. Nice. <laughs> um, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? My younger self? I must say in my younger age, I was quite wise. <laughs> 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 Not because I wanted to, but just because life happened. Yeah. But um, to my younger self, I would actually swip, swap it around. I would perhaps give my older self an advice from my younger self. What I would think it be? In <laughs> yeah, be more playful in a way. Because sometimes yeah. like when we deal with such serious uh, issues and crises and um, situations, we kind of forget, you know, that the innocence of a child and, mm -hmm. and looking um, at things from a very... Um, kind of like a dream-driven perspective, mm -hmm. kind of like imagination. Yeah, imagination-driven perspective. So, um, I mean, I always try to keep it all balanced, but I, I, there are times, you know, when you, you know, you, you're you so uh, into the work mm -hmm. that you're like almost like in a train that never stops. Yeah, yeah and then you And then you forget. What is your goal for the future? Do you have a goal or a dream for the future? So my vision uh, is um, cleaner, uh, safer, healthier, uh, more respectful, more diverse world. 
where waste doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And that's powered by harmonious relationship between the natural and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So that's kind wow. of what I would Sounds like, like for our future. Sounds like a place to be in yeah. and, and to live. <laughs> what, what is it that drives you as a person? Being inspired and inspiring others. Mm-hmm. I think those those are the, at the core, at the essence, that what drives me. Yeah. Do you feel the need to inspire others also then? Yes, I know it's not. I don't know if it's a need, but it's mm-hmm. like almost this want that that I. It's kind of like you want to give something mm-hmm. because I get a lot of from being inspired. So mm-hmm. it's like you almost want to give back. I think that's a very nice way to end our conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing all your uh, knowledge, and uh, thank you for especially inspiring us. Well, thank you very much for having me and for inspiring me as well. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Perspectives by We Are The Free. Please leave a review. And if you'd like to hear more from us, click the link to subscribe and stay up to date with all the latest content. There will be more from us coming soon.